You're listening to episode 157 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and if you're listening to this, you're probably a maverick like me. How convenient because I literally made the show just for you. I'm a business scaling strategist that's been in the game for almost a decade now, and I'm weirdly passionate about helping impact-driven entrepreneurs, business owners, brands, and go-getters scale their businesses and their lives. Imagine taking your impact, your income, and your freedom of time to the levels that you can only dream about. Making your mission known to the world and mastering your business strategy so you don't have to keep on trading dollars for hours. I built two two comma businesses doing what I love, what I believe in, and a lot of that has to do with teaching you how to do the same. We drill down on strategy, but we know that it takes more than just business tactics to live the life that you envision. So we go deep on health optimization, mindset, leadership, relationships, and just being that scaled up version of you who is primed and ready to step into your purpose and peak performance. Some days I record this bad Larry from my closet to escape my three littles, and some days I'm down at my barn office on our 12-acre farm. So do me a favor, grab your notebook and a pen and your favorite bevy, and let's get to the show. I have to tell you, in the weeks since last week's episode aired, the response has been really overwhelming in a very positive way. I have hardly even begun to chip away at the amazing responses and emails and DMs, and I even got an overnighted note in the mail from someone wanting to show support and sharing their own similar experiences and feeling like my answers, my path is giving them a starting place. And like I always say when it comes to health, it's never one size fits all. So if it inspires you to start looking under the surface and gives you a starting place, I'm so incredibly happy. It was worth kind of putting myself out there and sharing this journey. And I have to thank you guys for the immense amount of support and love. And if you know someone that is suffering or going through crazy symptoms or um, in chronic pain or has had dental work done and, and then just something has been off, feel free to share it with them. It's not that that is necessarily the answer. There are so many things. Our bodies are so complex. There are so many things that could be leading to trouble within the body, but it is certainly worth getting it looked at. And in today's episode, I'm going to go into that a little bit more. So feel free to share it. It could just be the start of their healing process too. And I know that what I'm facing, it doesn't even hold a candle to what so many people face. I'm well aware of that. You know, it pain and suffering is all relative, but I am I'm hyper aware of the suffering going on in the world and really to what many of you even face, whether it be in your health or in your own lives or the obstacles that you're up against. I just share it because it's my personal experience and that's all I can share, you know, and I hope that it can help somebody in the process. So today the story continues to unfold. Today I share more about the root of my struggles, what I've learned that has absolutely blown me away and what I'm planning on doing next, how I'm supporting myself through the process. And like I mentioned in part one, I ain't your doctor. So do your own digging and personalize approach and an approach that is in line with your health needs and your team of experts that you trust. So if you haven't listened to part one, I do recommend you go back and do that first as there will be some gaps in this episode if you haven't gotten that foundation first. Thank you again for coming along on this journey with me. Okay, so to recap, the last two years have been a real B. Um, All the pain and struggle have led me to here one day out from a root canal tooth extraction at the time of this recording and likely by the time you listen to it a handful of days out from the actual extraction and procedure 
by the time you're catching this. God and my body have been very loud through this process, telling me what to do next, letting me know what I need. It's really been very profound and amazing and painful and just incredible. I mean, good things come from suffering too. And even in the lowest points of this process, maybe even probably in those lowest points more than anything, I felt like I've been guided and I haven't felt shorted. Like I'm not mad that this is happening. I feel like this is actually what I needed in my life for both perspective and in this particular season to tap into my next level of who I'm called to be. And it doesn't mean I haven't cussed my way through this mess, but I see that there is so much to be grateful for and I see the many, many gifts in the process. And I just had a book pop into my head. Um, There's a book called The Body Keeps the Score. It's an incredible book and it's true. The body does keep the score. So it is a great way to learn how to tap into your body more and understand what's going on and the effects of environmental stressors and things in your life that can affect your health and and sickness and illness and so many other things. After researching pretty extensively and referencing my journal, which I recommend everybody keeps a journal for this reason and many other reasons that tracked my life right? And my symptoms during those tough stages of my life, things started to come into focus. I was able to go back to that writing and see where, you know, because I was, I was keeping track of the symptoms I was experiencing when I was experiencing them. But also just, you could tell in my writing where my mind was at. And it really helped in retrospect to go back and say, okay, when did this all begin? And, And what was shifting? And what did it shift like? And when I did this, did it have a positive or a negative effect? So journaling is a really powerful tool for that, but also just for um, growth and release and so many other things. And one thing I forgot to mention in the last episode as far as symptoms go, which I'm shocked I forgot because they were two of the most prevalent symptoms I faced. This is what happens. Like you get used to your symptoms. Tell me if you relate to this. You get used to the struggles and the symptoms that you experience in your life, whether they be physical symptoms like feeling down or always feeling tired or crashing every day at 2 p.m. or whatever you think and you can normalize it because you become desensitized to it because it becomes your normal but it doesn't make it normal it doesn't mean that you can't overcome it it doesn't it, it is still a flag telling you something is up and I want you to remember that both in in physical the physical world but also in your life as a whole you know constantly fighting in your marriage like, don't let that become normalized. You yelling at your kids and being short-fused, don't let that become normalized. You constantly living in a state of feast or famine in your business, don't let that become normalized. Those are symptoms of a problem. Get to the root of the problem and address it and work through it. So those symptoms were, and they occurred only in the last two years of my life, very swollen lymph nodes in my neck, like right down beneath my ears, even when I wasn't sick. And perpetual laryngitis. If you listen back on the show, you'll hear many times where my voice was incredibly hoarse. And that was after anywhere from two to five days with literally no voice whatsoever. I'd have to cancel calls. I constantly was having to cancel or reschedule podcast interviews. Uh, And I couldn't even communicate with Michael or the kids because when I tell you gone, I mean like I couldn't even whisper. It was the wildest thing. And I'd never had that happen before. I'd gotten sick and lost my voice. But this was um, true, like, vocal cords not working. So those were two things. And it was in my throat a lot. And in one year, it happened five times 
because I could go back to my journal and look where I five times where I completely lost my voice. It was driving me crazy work because I had to cancel meetings with my team. Like it was just really disruptive. You, you know, I um, give a lot of credit and prayer to anyone who has lost the use of their voice and has gone through whether it be throat cancer or something where they can't speak because you really take for granted speaking and being able to verbalize yourself. And it was starting to get a little bit scary for me because no one could tell me what it was stemming from, even my naturopathic doctor. And they couldn't, they had speculations, but we couldn't quite pinpoint it. So fast forward to learning more about the dangers of root canals and a lot of different dental work and how it's all interconnected. So I will say, if you've never gotten a root canal, don't tune out because this is not just about, my experience is root canals, but this applies to root canals, to um if you've had your wisdom teeth out, if you have a permanent retainer in your mouth, or if you've had dental work of any kind, or if you've had cavities with certain types of fillings. Okay, so all of my experience is the root canal, but yours could be one of those other things. And if you have a family member that is a friend or whomever that is suffering in their health, maybe they've had some kind of dental work done. And they would never think to go there because their mouth isn't in pain. You're not seeing any infection when you look in your mouth. Um, And they had it done 20 years ago or 10 years ago or three years ago or whatever it might be. So they're not associating their symptoms with something that went on so long ago and isn't manifesting in the place where they had it done. But the important thing to remember when you're advocating yourself, advocating for yourself, you have to look at the whole picture of the person. There are people who are struggling you know, 20 years later in their life with anger issues and trouble connecting with people and depression. And it could stem from a concussion that they got as a little kid. Like stuff can linger and things can affect your health long term. And that's why it's so important to look at all the different factors. And until I learned more about the health of what's going on in your mouth and how it affects the whole body. I had no clue to even look there because I wasn't in pain in my mouth. I was in pain in other areas of my life and my body. I do remember growing up and hearing about, oh, gum disease. If you have gum disease, you know, there's an association with that and heart disease. But I never really made the association as like, why is that? So first, let's talk about root canal specifically. A root canal is literally the only procedure in medicine that keeps dead tissue within the body. It preserves something that's dead because in a root canal, they go in and they remove the root, the tissue, the um, the infection. They take out the nerves and that tooth becomes dead and there's no blood flow through that tooth. So it is a piece of dead tissue. And the idea is that you keep it in, right, so that you can have some of that tooth left and they put a cap on it. Now, there are a lot of problems with that, one being depending on what they um, pack the tooth with could have toxic materials in it. And then the fact, the more important fact is that that dead tissue is staying in the body. And what the body says is, and your immune system says is, this is dead. This should be out. I'm going to fight against it. And at the same time, when there's dead tissue, back dangerous bacteria starts to form. Think about like when your appendix stops working and that tissue dies, you have to take it out right away or you can you could die from that. Or when a baby is born, it's really dangerous for any of the placenta to be left in because that's dead tissue 
once the baby is born and it can cause infection that can kill the mother. That's why you'll see sometimes, you know, if they don't get the whole placenta, they'll have to go in and, and surgically remove it or remove it because that is so bad for the body is so much bacteria could form and toxins would form on that um, dead tissue. In tests of thousands and thousands of removed root canals, 100% of them were riddled with dangerous bacteria, inflammatory molecules, uh, streptococcus, treponemia, uh, prevotella, fusobacterium, all these fun, fancy words, which those bacteria do live in our mouth in some capacity, but I'm talking at a concentrated level that causes illness and disease. Okay. And this is incredibly problematic for your body. Your body is not intended to live with those toxins perpetually within it. And this is why when I gave you that long list of all the things I tried, thank God I was doing them because they were supporting my body in the process, but I couldn't fully detox myself of these toxins because the source was remaining within my body. And this test that looked at thousands and thousands and thousands of root canal teeth was also pinned up against like, you know, in orthodontics, sometimes they'll remove a healthy tooth because of spacing issues in the mouth. So they compared it against teeth that were not root canal teeth that were removed and they did not have this bacteria. This was specific to the dead tooth being preserved within the body. When these bacteria grow within the root canal, the conditions in the dead tooth can cause the bacteria to become more dangerous than how they would naturally occur in the mouth. And many of them, when they spread or further infect, are linked with diseases like uh, Alzheimer's, diabetes, cancer, Parkinson's, ALS, MS, other autoimmune diseases like Hashimoto's, like what I was recently diagnosed with. And because each tooth in your mouth, this is the fun, I nerd out on this stuff, so hear me out. Because each tooth in your mouth sits on a different meridian, associated with a different part of the body, it will affect whatever meridian it, that tooth is directly connected to. So for example, most women, 98% of women with breast, breast cancer, have a root canal tooth or a dental worked tooth on the same side of the body as the side of the body they have the breast cancer in. And oftentimes that tooth will sit on a meridian or energy channel that's connected directly to the breast. So um, others are to the heart, hence why root canals are the top cause of heart attack in men. For me, the tooth that I had the root canal work on was associated with the thyroid, which is why I'm experiencing autoimmune issues. Um, also the knees. So this this can link to parts of the the body. I've had so I've had multiple knee surgeries. So I normalized my knee pain, but it has been, I mean, it keeps me up some nights. And I'm so curious to see that if and when this tooth comes out, because all, you know, this is a lot of guess and check for me because I won't know until I've had the work done. But I'm so curious to see if when this tooth comes out, if that knee pain fades, because I've heard a lot of stories of people after researching this so much where they had chronic shoulder pain and they went and saw a specialist, they got an MRI, nothing was showing on the shoulder, just like with my knees. And as soon as that tooth came out that was associated with the meridian that links to the shoulder their pain was completely gone or people that were hunched over and, you know, almost crippled because of back pain or the inability to use their legs properly would have an infected tooth removed and were uh, able to recover their mobility. I mean, it's amazing what can happen and how everything is interconnected. Nothing is, nothing is um, an island within the body. Okay. So, 
the things to note are there no there's no way to completely remove all the dead tissue uh, from the tooth. There's no way to sterilize the tooth. So that means the bacteria stays in the tooth and the materials used to fill the hollowed tooth leak and cause problems downstream. Okay, so that's why you see women who get breast implants. That implant is loaded with toxins that the body doesn't want in it. Even like the ones that they say are safer are going to affect and leach into the body. Not to mention the fact that it's a foreign thing within the body that the immune system wants to fight against. And that's why you see so many women now getting their breast implants removed because of the toxicity that it caused within the body and it causes what is now known as breast implant illness, which I joke with some of my friends who have had their implants removed. I'm like, do you think it's possible that this is before I understood the tooth stuff um, that I have breast implant illness, even though I've never had breast implants because I have all the symptoms that you're talking about. But now it makes sense because I have this thing, this foreign invader in my body because it's now a dead tooth. So there's no blood running through it. So my body looks this at this as a foreigner loaded with toxins, just like the implant that is causing hormonal imbalances and so many issues. And like I said, unfortunately, this is not exclusive to root canals. Some fillings have mercury, for example. Permanent retainers can cause a lot of these symptoms. And wisdom teeth that were removed even like eons ago, like mine, can lead to cavitations in the site of the removal. So sometimes it's a series of potential issues with the root canal removal. And like I said, you do not have to have any pain, inflammation, uh, tenderness, uh, swelling, anything in that location for it to be incredibly problematic in other areas of your body. Sometimes when they remove a tooth, oftentimes there's a ligament under that tooth that doesn't fully get removed and it leads to major infections in the jaw and it creates a cavitation, this hole in the bone of the jaw where the infection is preserved and lives and leaches into the rest of the body. So that can be treated with things like ozone. That's what they're going to do when I go in. So after I get the tooth extracted, they will both draw the blood from my arm. They will spin it. They will use the stem cells and whatever other good stuff comes from from spinning the blood and they will inject it back into the tooth site to help with healing and help with bone regeneration. And then they will inject and utilize ozone to help heal any infections in the jaw. They can do that too with the cavitation surgeries. So um, they're going to check my cavitations when I go in as well to see if or check my wisdom tooth site to see if I have a cavitation that could be leading to some of this problem. The other thing is you are not going to get any of these answers from a traditional dentist. You have to go see a biological dentist to get this looked at. There are actually a slew of traditional dentists who are now moving over to biological dentistry and no longer performing root canals because they are learning this stuff too. They're not taught this in school. The biological dentist that I see was telling me how for years he's a third generation dentist and for years he followed the traditional dentistry. He did root canals and then he started to see he was in business long enough to see his patient's health deteriorating years after these root canals. And just he's a smart guy and he's a researcher and he started to look at the meridians and how things are associated and what they're linked to. And he saw a lot of women with breast cancer on the same side of the mouth. So many of the things that I've just been mentioning, we started to explore this world of biological dentistry that looks at the whole person, not the tooth as this little island that doesn't affect anything else. So he no longer does any root canals. He removes them a lot for people, and he uses things like ozone and, and different treatments to um, help within the body, and he doesn't use any types of fillings that would have toxins or chemicals in them. Sometimes when it's specific to 
uh, the wisdom tooth, the space wasn't cleaned up properly and it leads to infection in the bone and that can just continue to spread over time. And the symptoms for all these things, they often seem like they have nothing to do with your teeth or your lack of teeth, whatever, if you had the wisdom teeth removed. And no, for all of these problems, you don't have to have signs of pain in your mouth, like I said, uh, for it to mean that there's a major problem brewing. I could, should also say, of course, like everything in health, it's not one size fits all. So it doesn't mean that you had a wisdom tooth removed and you're doomed and you're going to get cancer. Or you had a root canal and it, it means that you're you know doomed and you're going to end up with um, an autoimmune disease. But it would be very wise to look into that. And they do a, um, a cone beam scan that can look and see if there are those cavitations and issues in the mouth. Some people, it's even showing up as, like I said, back pain or stomach issues, digestive issues, and many of the other symptoms that I've already mentioned. So tomorrow, I'm headed in for my root canal removal or the removal of the tooth that has the root canal. They will extract the tooth. Um, then they will clean out that area and my jaw and remove that ligament under the tooth that likely wasn't removed by the dentist and clean out the infected bone. Sounds lovely, doesn't it? They'll draw my blood, spin it, inject the stem cells back into the jaw to help the bone heal. They'll use the ozone therapy and they're going to let that heal up for a few months before we put a post in and put in uh, a tooth that's safe to have in my mouth. And this will allow for healing in that area and no more dead tissue in the body that my immune system will try and fight against or that will develop dangerous bacteria. And this is all being done by the biological dentist. There are many things contributing to the rise of disease and sickness in our country and throughout the world. It's not just dentistry. And, and I'm like, I've always had really, for the most part, great experiences with the dentists I've had. And I have, I'm neurotic about the cleanliness of my teeth. My husband jokes that I'm having all this done because I floss twice a day, morning and night. I brush with one of those ridiculously expensive electric toothbrushes at least three times a day and pretty much after every time that I eat. This root canal for me came stems from an injury that I had on that tooth. So he's like, of course you would get this done like you have pristine teeth. I go in, they almost never have to scrape my teeth. <laughs> and So anyway, but uh, I digress. There are so many things contributing to the problems and health issues and disease that is riddling our our world and specifically our country. It's our food system. It's GMOs and pesticides. It's vaccines in many ways. It's medication. The list is long, but new to my list as I dive in teeth first is dental health, which is crazy for me because like I said, I take really good care of my teeth. But so what does it look like from here? I know I named a lot of things that I've tried, and although I got mostly positive feedback and support from many of you and people on social media and everything, I, of course, get the unresearched commenters that love to say, you know, see, none of that natural stuff works, or just take the pill and, like, you know, take a pill and it'll get rid of the infection, and that's fine. I just ultimately... Um, Unfortunately, most of those people are unaware of the power we have within our own bodies to heal ourselves. And every single thing I did was a viable option and a wise option and supported me through a really tough time for my body. But when you have the source of the toxins continuously in your body, no matter how much you detox, it's still going to pull from that source. And that's why I'd feel better, but then I'd decline again. And ultimately, until I got uh, to the root cause, 
root canal, the problem would still be there. And to think that they just wanted to put me on thyroid medication, like that is not the issue, right? This, if you're willing to fight for yourself, there's always a way to unearth truth for you. It does not mean, though, that it will be fast or easy, but it will allow for optimization of your body based on what your body is capable of. It's not a one-size-fits-all band-aid. Taking thyroid medication when the problem is stemming from bacteria caused by dead tissue in my tooth is a band-aid that will likely cause a ripple effect in other hormonal issues within my body. Instead, I want to spend the time, the money, the energy, the focus on unearthing what is causing the issue, even if it takes me 10 times longer. So once I, I learned all of this, I stopped my detoxing protocols knowing that it wouldn't really work for me. It would cause more symptoms because it was drawing the toxins out from the tooth. So instead, I've been doing healing protocols to support my body until this tooth comes out. And then I shift back into detoxification. So ultimately, once this is out or leading up to this, I've been supporting with proper supplementation, nutrition, because I am having issues with um, Hashimoto's and my thyroid. I'm avoiding gluten and dairy, uh, soy, sugar, which I generally don't eat those things much anyway. But after the tooth comes out, that's when I'll shift back into the more detoxifying things to continue to support my body, but also eliminate whatever toxins are left. So I'll use the sauna again. I have a near infrared. That's the best type of sauna for um, detoxification and health. I'll continue dry brushing to flush out my lymph nodes that have been carrying so much of this burden for two years. I'll get back to the detoxing baths. Um, there's a gallbladder cleanse that I'll do to help clear out my gallbladder, which also took a beating through this process. And that way I can work on healing the leaky gut that came from the autoimmune stemming from the thyroid issues where my tooth was sitting on the thyroid meridian. So crazy, isn't it? So part three, which is going to likely be the final part, we'll talk about life post-tooth removal. I can't talk about that yet because I haven't gotten it out. And if I see any changes, how I feel in the next steps. Now, I'm not expecting for this tooth to come out and me to wake up and all my symptoms will be gone and my antibodies for Hashimoto's will have disappeared. That's not how healing works. It's, I know it's still going to be a long journey and a process, and I'm I'm on board. I mean, I'm absolutely, I'm in no matter how long this takes for me. And I also know that there are other things that I have to focus on, too, to ensure that I'm supporting my body through the process and not just putting all my eggs in one basket. Although I'm confident that this is not something I should have in my body, I'm also not naive enough to think that it's going to come out and all my problems will be fixed. And I think that's a mistake a lot of people make when they go into health. They, you know, they get their hands on a piece of information that says, oh, it's this causing the problem, not forgetting that it's like 50 things causing the problem and you need to work on, um, remedying each of those things to get to the root and and fix the symptoms that you're experiencing and remembering that you're probably never just going to feel perfect. You know, you want to strive towards feeling good and better and vibrant and healthy and all that, but not putting unrealistic expectations on the process. But let me remind you of something. Although this is my healing journey, my health, this process has been very long and arduous and expensive and completely worth it. You know why? Because I know what I want. I know I want health. I know I want vibrance and energy and clarity and life. Like I want to live my life and create my legacy and impact my children and change my little piece of the world. 
I don't just want the absence of disease, but I want to thrive. And that's not common and it is not automatic. That is a privilege. That is a privilege that takes a lot of work to ensure that it's happening, especially in the world we live in today. And it's taking years of my effort and strife and failures and testing and seeing that it's the wrong thing and changing gears only to get up and try something again. Even when I'm so damn tired, I am crawling to the bathroom. There have been times in the last two years where for whatever reason in the middle of the night when I'd get up to go use the bathroom, I couldn't get my legs to walk me there. So I would crawl. But I know what I want. So if you were to tell me, my doctors were to tell me, this is going to take you 10 years, Liz, would I still fight for it? F yes, I would. Because I know what I want and I know who I am. And who I am is someone who's willing to take the most unconventional and challenging paths to get to where I'm called to go and to see the wisdom and the gifts and the perspective in that journey and knowing that it's not all about that end destination. I'm not like some expecting someday to wake up feeling like a million bucks and finally feel like I just made it. So much is happening in the process, even when it's lonely or tiring or expensive or whatever, seemingly impossible, even if I can't find the answer on Google, even if I have to advocate my, for myself against the experts who might have more traditional education than I do in this area. So why do I share that? Because guess what? That is going to be the road to the life you claim you want more than anything. And I'm not just talking health. Your marriage, in motherhood or fatherhood, in your business, it is going to be lined with failures and fatigue and people telling you you're doing it wrong. It will be hard and tiring and time-consuming and expensive. There will be days where you are crawling to get there. And it's why so few people ever actually live the life they say they want to live. Be a part of the small, just minute percentage of people who do what so few are willing to do. So you can know that come the end of your road, you got all ground covered. You did it all. You fought and you set the expectation and you became the person that you were called to be in that process. And you didn't make it about the destination, but you made it about becoming. So yes, I'm years in and I may have years to go. I am all in. This is this is made for me. God went before me. This is made for me. He made me for this. So I am grateful for all of you to know that um, there are many of you supporting me in this process and praying for me. I will take those prayers and know that there are plenty of other people out there who are in need of your prayers far more than I am. So, you know, there are people suffering with health issues and struggles and with their children. Please give your your prayer and thoughts to them. See you next week. I will be sharing the results of this tooth removal, what the experience was like, and uh, the process going forward. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose 
and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all of the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.